Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, trying to adjust his camera as he sets it up for you guys. So I'm going to have to, uh, yeah, we'll leave it right there. Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the Satellite Rage Room. You know, I was almost concerned that I was not going to be able to record an intro for this episode, at least not in a timely fashion, quick enough to get it out for this week's release. I know it's really not a big deal on your guys' end, unless you are just dying to hear the show. No, no, I had some work done on the house and I had to basically remove everything out of this office. What's the office used for? Well, for the podcast, of course. Why not? Gotta have something intelligent to listen to on your drive to work. No, no, just a little bit of home furnishing things going on. Anyways, I gotta tell you, I'm really happy to have you guys on board with this show and I hope everybody is having a blast. I know myself and the other hard slingers are just digging the dragon's demand. Now, if you aren't caught up by now, this isn't, you know, this may be a spoiler to you, but I'm sure if you've been up to speed, you know that we lost Flint to the battle of the sheer fiend. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of things to be said for the battle tactics that went on, and I know that a lot of the guys are really bummed out. I mean, you could see Radke's face. He's like, "Oh, oh shit!" And I mean, who could blame him? That it just, you know, eventually you gotta you gotta show these guys that that fiends mean business, and it shouldn't always be a walk in the park. You gotta have that that element of death always kind of in the in the wings waiting because if you don't then you're just kind of going through the motions of throwing dice and saying yeah i win <laughs> yeah well we don't always <laughs> win and i like that element of of dread that could sometimes be part of the game it really enriches enriching enriches it God, get that word out um anyways it, all you fellow slingers out there if you agree with me that the fear of death should be a prominent prospect of the game please write in at rollhard20podcast at gmail.com and tell me that you believe so also on roll hard 20 which is our youtube channel put it in the comments subscribe to the show too ring that little bell get that notification <laughs> they dropped another episode anyways don't forget follow us on all of our social media footprints and on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on please leave us that five-star rating and review it really does help us with the analytics of the show helps us you know jockey up the up the ladder of success of podcasts that are being that are out there for dungeons and dragons and other role-playing games i know that 5e the field for 5e games is is highly saturated so it means that much more when you guys do leave those five-star ratings and reviews other than that, uh, I think it's time to warm up our dice and top off our glasses. Roll the Heart 20 podcast presents episode 43 of our Dragon's Demand run-through. Enter Validir. I have a look over there at his name because, I mean, <laughs> what common name is that? <laughs> Forgetting to put that clock in the back. What's that? Oh yeah. Keep forgetting to <laughs> it put needs that something clock with a large the back. second hand. In fact, I'm glad you mentioned that because it, I needed to record that timing. How's everyone doing after uh, last week? Actually, hang on a second before we answer that. Uh, let's just lead on in, and then we'll 
lead on into that too. Ready? All right. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, and with me, the Hard Slingers. Yeah. You shut up, Junior. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Episode, yeah, you don't, you have no voice in this any longer. (laughs) Episode 43 of our Dragons Demand Run Through. And why you have no voice, Junior, is because of last, (laughs) like he he labeled his name dead last session. (laughs) D-E-D dead. Yeah. So you guys finally finished up that fight with the sheer fiend and uh, it was not without its scars. How'd you guys feel about that whole thing? I feel like we really kicked his ass. You did? Yeah. Minimal loss to the group. Yeah. Hardly noticed. Yeah, only like, you know, the heels of our entire party. <laughs> I definitely feel like it was going one way and then it went a completely different way. So. Well, if I had my my rolls about me, it would have gone a completely different way, and unfortunately it didn't. It allowed for your warlock to get off the floor. Mm-hmm. But you could cast from the floor though, right? You make a death saves. <laughs> right. So you can um cast when you are prone. If you are casting anything that requires an attack roll though, a ranged attack roll, you have disadvantage. Is everything is it intended to be touch at that point if you're casting prone? Uh well I don't think it's intended to be touch per se, but um, if you are prone, actually, that's a really good question. Well, you could do like teleport, you could do invisibility, you could do stuff like that without Mm -hmm. disadvantage. But he's talking about like if you're shooting attack. If I'm firing off an Eldritch Blast, that that has disadvantage. It's all got disadvantage, but is is it intended then since you can still cast, you don't want to necessarily do disadvantage type attack rolls is it do you take disadvantage on touch like melee no touch oh, attack? actually yeah. no all all attack rolls are disadvantage all attacks okay all, all attack rolls are disadvantage i was just but, curious that if mm-hmm. if you did a touch attack would you still get a disadvantage uh touch attacks are not something that really exists in 5e but um i understand your point and yeah. like uh well is heat metal touch attack no, heat metal is a saving throw. So, like, I could th- assuming I have the spell, I could throw off a heat metal spell, and uh, they would just basically have to start making. Um, uh, they would have to make a saving throw. Yeah. Okay. I remember that. Heat metal. I... Heat metal in five E is vicious. Yeah. Good I had clerk, a brain in a jar never... that got oh. cooked because of that. But aren't some of the some of the cleric spells are touch? Are they not? They are You're thinking of the Catholic diocese, but uh... <laughs> it's <a> different clerics. <laughs> they are but... touch attack in that they are a melee spell attack roll, but, but there there is not there is not a touch attack. There is a spell that will say you have to reach out or you have to, uh, it has to be a target within melee reach. And that's really what I'm saying is not that the attack is touched, but you mm-hmm. have to be within, you know, physical distance mm-hmm. where you can just reach out. That's really what I mean by touch. But yes, but if it requires an attack roll, if you are prone, it is it is at disadvantage. Hmm. Okay. I thought well most said. of the touch uh, spells were like, you know, kind of like a slap on the ass, like, good hustle. Come on, let's go. 
Those are your buffs. Yeah. <laughs> Those are your buffs. <laughs> no, no, no. You see, you, you just reach up. Uh, you come up behind someone. You give them an attaboy with like a cause wounds, and then you watch them just like crumble. <laughs> give them the attaboy. Hey. Three fingers in the taint massage. They call that the freshman handshake. <laughs> the freshman. Yeah. I don't know how fresh that hand's gonna be after that. Oh so, anyway, you guys have just walked out of Hunkley's Manor. Feel the uh, feel the night air about yourselves, the cool evening air as it buffets your face. Uh, were it not for the burden of what Dempsey's carrying in the linen from the manor, uh, one might even say that you can feel relieved to have been out of the manor. Uh, but that bundle that he has is definitely weighing on everyone's minds. And in it is the body of Flint. Now, you guys said you wanted to go to the Baroness, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, ironically, on the way to the Baroness's house, which is to the southwest, you do have to pass by the Sunset House, which is the cemetery. And right now it's it's probably about eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? Uh, oh, unless someone specifically says otherwise, um, I will take point and basically just like striding with purpose down the road. Like, uh, I I consider it a uh, what's the word? Just like a cruel jab at the fact that we've lost such a uh, trusted companion the fact that the cemetery is literally on the way to the Baroness's house yeah. from Hunkley's Manor and it, as you guys walk you walking briskly I might add most, I'm assuming that's what you're doing mm -hmm. you feel the soft breeze in your face you hear the insects trilling uh, sweet smell of fragrant flowers coming off the ground it's it's ironic that you're doing what you're doing in this peaceful evening air uh, perhaps that is fitting for flint to have gone under such gone on to such a nice mellow environment and as you slowly begin to approach where the sunset house is I'd like everybody to make a perception check MC's like, why does it have to be so somber? It's to be. 15. 15. Dempsey. 18. Warren. I apologize. I need one second. My screen is taking its sweet time loading. I don't know why. Uh, go with, uh, with the paper, baby. <laughs> right. Uh, an eight. I am focused eight. and full of rage. And you are focused. You've got, you're basically seeing red at this point. Mm -hmm. You got a singular focus of getting to the Baroness. Who knows how much she knew maybe of the manor. But as for you, Stubby, and you, Dempsey, as you guys draw closer to the Sunset House, you hear something else on the air of this summer evening above the wind, above the insects. It almost sounds as though like a stringed instrument, possibly. Maybe a, a Gungan or an Oud. Maybe a lute. 
What does that sound like? You start getting closer to the sunset house and you can barely make out this lone figure sitting on the porch of it, basically just strumming this stringed guitar. And he looks up at the three of you approaching and he stops his guitar at some point. And for just a moment, he's looking at the three of you and the three of you are looking at him. You see the half moon in the sky illuminating half of everyone's features. Warren, as the individual who was leading the procession, what would you like to do? Uh, is he in our way? No, he's not. He's, he's off to the side, unless your destination is the Sunset House. Okay. The, the road the, goes past it, basically like a like just a house with a cemetery off to the side. You got a wooden mm -hmm. porch, and he's in the shadows of the eve of that porch, and that's where he was just sitting and strumming this instrument. Um, uh, in that case, as I'm walking by, I'll take note of this uh, individual, and I notice that he's this individual is not the Undertaker. No, she's he is not. You would remember that uh, her name was Caladestina Honus. Mm. She was the one that was waiting with the uh, deputy mule mm -hmm. at Hunclay's Manor, waiting for you guys to go in or get out of the way so she could start pulling the dead cooked kabul off the front mm -hmm. porch there. So uh, as I'm kind of like power walking by, um, I, I imagine like Dempsey's probably like you know a few paces behind and um i'm sure stabby is somewhere in a at a similar distance uh i'll simply stop and, and look at this individual for a moment and then uh kind of just nod briefly and say uh evening uh i do not know if you are familiar with the undertaker but seeing where you are i would suspect so Please let her know that we may need her services tonight. And uh, without waiting for anything further, I will uh, just simply say uh, good evening and then continue on to uh, the Baroness's house. This person is here. They have. They are. Uh, fate has put them here to uh, pass on a message, and I've given the message to pass on. I am moving on to the Baroness's. I have business with her. But wait, buddy, I do not know this Katarina Undertaker you speak of. Oh, I apologize. Did I actually give her first name? No, I was talking that she was keeper of this area. Uh, look, I am sure you are a fine individual and if you are waiting for her and do not know her then I apologize for making assumptions my companions and I have uh, and I turn to like look at them as they approach my companions and I have uh, business with the Baroness and unfortunately we may also have business with the Undertaker uh, are you simply here waiting for her who's coming up mm -hmm. next by the way what, what's the marching order on this that would be me in the middle with the body and you see Warren 
in an in an interchange exchange with uh, this individual that's sitting on the porch as well, and even you, Stubby, at this point, as as this conversation's going back and forth, um, you come around the corner and see this taking place as well. Dempsey, what's your take on all this? I think uh, you know his eyes are searching, very alert. Um, you know he's back on the prowl after leave uh, after losing Flint. Um, so he'd come up and be like, "You two know each other." Is what another one of your friends? Uh, this is actually a really good question. What exactly am I looking at here? <laughs> Describe yourself. Right now, you are looking at a dark, shadowed figure. But as he steps into light, you will notice a tall, handsome man. Who would play Where... this handsome man in a movie? Oh. You know, there was many offers, many bids. You, you know, hard to understand how Hollywood works. Yes. Would be the many Russian offers. Denzel Washington. <laughs> the Russian Denzel Washington. <laughs> Very nice. He's like Idris Elba, but sexual. Maybe. But what, what other uh, captivating features might be seen in the half moon light as you stand up with your loot in your hand? As I walk up, you notice me carry my guitar lute that I like to string. I, I come here to get inspiration. You see, I am a working traveling bard. I'm a performer. Unfortunately, I was laid off my last job due to conflict of interest. You know, I used to be an entertainer at the circus. And but... now you entertain for the uh, dead? They say they look around at the cemetery. I look for inspiration. Have you not lost a loved one? Someone close to you? I Deadly, just yes. stop and, and like mm -hmm. turn to look at the body in Dempsey's arm. Mm -hmm. What you carry there? A sack potatoes? I would recommend that you continue your art in singing and seeking inspiration from Oh, the no, dead. no. I, I'm sorry. I no mean to offend. I. I just can't see very well. I just wanted to know. I apologize if I offend. I just come to what what inspiration. What, what what race is this figure that appears to be in front of me? He is a half uh, half elf. Okay. So uh, the, what you'll actually see is actually dressed in what would be like leather armor, but it's orinated kind of like show showy. Like he's not. Noble, but he's it's a little got flashy, chiseled yeah. abs, gaudy looking. Yeah, and I'm picturing... you know, oh. he's kind of a good-looking man. You know, that's kind of probably what's gotten him away with getting away with uh, so many things in his past life. I'm picturing like the Three Amigos outfit. <laughs> Stubby eagle on the back. Balls. Somebody who is inhibited by anything dark. I mean, night-wise, like <laughs> low light, not individuals. What do you What do you think of all this as this exchange goes on back and forth? You could light a candle if you want. <laughs> it's probably safe for me to light a candle. <laughs> uh, Stebby has just kind of stood back and listened to this exchange between Warren and and this shadowy figure, and I can hear kind of what they're saying. Um, <clears throat> It's it's clear to Stebby that Warren is he's on a mission that that we need to take care of business. Um, I, I turn to Warren. I say, Warren, 
I understand that you are, you want to get to the Baroness, but I, I've got to be honest, the, the loot plane, considering what we just went through and, and our companion here, that I was very calmed and soothed by, by the music. Are you, well, are you not? then if you are calmed and soothed by the music, then uh, if he's unemployed, I don't know, he can follow us for as we go and talk to the Baron, if you need calming and soothing music. I just look. feel, I feel a sense of calm now, Warren, you know, with, with the loss of Flint. Um, I, I, I'm mourning his loss. And I, I think perhaps this, this bard that, that we have stumbled upon, um, he may, he may help us. Yes, I, I knew I liked you from the start. Yes, you, we, you and I be good friends. I, like I said, I, I apologize. I no mean respect, disrespect. I, I come to cemetery to, to get inspiration. I, I feel close to the dead to, to be able to sing and praise while they were living. Uh, Dempsey would be like, you know, you and I are both outsiders in this town. We should probably stick together. A few moments later, you hear a creaking as the front door to the Sunset House opens. And you see Caladestina standing in the archway of it. And she looks out at the four of you. She looks at the bundle that you're holding in your arms, Dempsey. And she says, what is the meaning of all of this? Have you no respect for this property? What, what is going on out here? What do you have in your arms? Dempsey's going to slowly start walking up to her. And again, you see his eyes start kind of like tearing up. I don't know if I've mentioned this. He's only like 18. So he's like a kid. But he's just, he's like at a loss for words. But he's just coming really slowly, kind of trembly. Apologies, madam. We uh, were, we did not mean to loiter. Um she brings a hooded lantern out as you're as you're explaining to her so she could illuminate everybody. I will uh, just kind of gesture at the lantern and it, the light that it produces actually brightens to be double its radius so that she has a better view. Here, let me help. I remember seeing you a few hours earlier. You were yes. the individuals that went into Hung Clay's residence, were you not? We were. We are... Uh, on our way to the Baroness's. Um, and, and there uh, was four of you. There was. There was. There is, unfortunately, one of us. Are, I think at this point he's probably up next to her to where she can kind of make out what's in the sheet there. She reaches over and, and just kind of pulls the the covering off, of, off the face of Flint and she notices and she, please bring him inside. Set him on the table really quick. Okay, no. Be careful with his beard. I will treat him. It was him. his pride and joy. I will treat him with much honor, as anyone who enters the Sunset House will be granted. And she gestures towards a table in the corner that you can tell it's it's really soft and well done up, almost as though like a bed, which would be odd for somebody that would do her type of work. But you also notice that the inside of the house smells really good. It smells very fragrantly. Fragrant. Do we know what religion she practices? No, you don't. Okay. And she looks at this tall stranger 
and notices that he hasn't entered. Are you not with these individuals? I, I am. I, I apologize. My name is Valadir. Well, Valadir, come in, please. Let's close the door. We wouldn't want any more insects getting in here. We have to have respect for those who have served their life purpose and now leave it in my hands to assure their journey onto the afterworld. So she waits for you to come in before she closes the door. Mm-hmm. You a vampire, dude? Me? Yeah, she had to invite you in. I know how this works. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Last boy. I've been tricked like this once. So she starts going through and, and taking care of Flynn as she leaves the four of you off into the, the entryway of the room to decide whatever it is you wish to do at this point. Oh, well. I, I look at Dempsey and at Savvy, and then I look at... Uh, Valadir, who, whose name is still dead on the screen. Um, we are... We have been tasked with the... by the Baroness to do some investigating and our companion and I gesture in the direction that uh, uh, Flint was taken. Our companion here was set to aid us. Um, unfortunately, we ran into difficulties. <sighs> Look, I don't know what we could possibly get from the Baroness um, for your time. However, uh, she had tasked the four of us to investigate this manor here, and I'll gesture in the direction of, of Hunclay's manor. And unfortunately, we have lost um, a close companion who uh, actually provided us a much-needed service. He was familiar with healing magics. I know bards have a wide variety of magics at their disposal. I don't suppose healing would be one of them that you know. Uh, Mr. Valadier? Yes, I've dabbled in healing from time to time. Oh, dabbled. Lovely. Yes. You hear boots being dropped in the corner as she begins to undress him. Flint, that uh, is not Valadier. <laughs> He's got <laughs> X-rated real fast. <laughs> this guy's good. What's your charisma, man? Plus six. Um... Uh, I look, I look at Stabby and I look at Dempsey for a moment, seeing if any of, seeing like the expression that either of, of them have. I think Dempsey looks up and you catch him. He's like trying to touch the loot. He's like, yes, yes. Uh, Mr. Magic makes a good, uh, yes, healing. Have you played the loot before? Never. You've I might be able well. to show you. Sometime, I'll be great support for for you, friends. I take very little necessities. I'm quite deadly with a blade, if you might know what I mean. Yes. Try me. Try me. Give me a task. Undertaker's now taking a wet cloth and wiping off Flint's face and and pulling his hair back and taking care of his beard and, and taking off some of his his ornate stuff and setting them off to the side. Look, I will be honest. If you 
are familiar with healing magics. We have one, um, one small part of our task left. Um, I cannot promise a specific amount. However, um, we may ask the Baroness uh, to pay you for your time. You come assist us with this. Yes. It should not take much long. You will not regret it. No, 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 friend. I tell you, we are bards are simple folks. We we would just like to come along and get inspiration from, you know, adventuring. I've heard that bards are like that. I've also met a few that are, mm, to put it charitably, they are charlatans. So I hope you will prove that stereotype wrong. I do not know this man named Charlatan, but I promise you, I'd be good friend. You hear a gasp from the corner, and you see that she has removed his tunic covering Flint's chest, and she looks. she's looking down at him, and she says, By the gods, what has happened to this to this friend of yours, to this dwarf. And as she steps back, you can see the three piercings in his chest of where his life had been ended by that sheer fiend. <sighs> Unfortunately, let us just say it is a surprise that Hunkley left for trespassers. I think Dempsey would like, he like opens up his shirt and you see like the chisel, whatever. And he's like, yeah, we took some of that too. And he sh- he's like, magic too. And uh, he's like, I guess we've, uh, I don't know how to say this. We've like become family through our wounds in some way. Like we've, ex- we've like bled together now. But you didn't wind up on this table though. I'm seeing these wounds and they, they have basically pierced all the way through to his back. What kind of weapon did this? What kind of individual was in this, in that manner? Warren, the whole time, has been having the Shears weapon. Mm. And he just makes that kind of a thoughtful, like, like, just thunking it on the ground. And she just looks at it. Should I be telling the Baroness or... Or we are, should we, we evacuate are... this the town? Is this thing on the loose? Obelix no. is quite dead. No, this this thing has been dealt with. We are going to be reporting to the Baroness. We are simply looking to wrap up one loose end, um, of which uh, our companion here will uh, is going to assist us. Um, well, I don't want to hold you up any longer, but I will tell you that your friend is in good hands. I will make sure that he is well taken care of in accordance with with his people's faith. Um, But I don't want to deter you or or hold you back. If you need to leave to get this matter handled, then please, for the sake of Belhaim, please go talk to the Baroness. Of course. Um, Then I I look at Stabby, Dempsey, and then uh, Valadier and say, well, we have one task left, and then we can speak it to the Baroness. Stabby, you have been remarkably quiet. You have it. anything to say here? Warren, can I can I speak to you outside alone for a moment? Of course. 
and I'll step outside with Stabby. Warren, I I know that you you've you've kind of invited this bard into our group, but we haven't spoken to the Baroness yet, and I, I'm I'm concerned of how she may react to us bringing the bard into the group. Um, First uh, off, I I understand your concern. My I am inviting the bard to allow us to make certain that we are safe to look at this one last corner of the manor that is left. And if the Baroness is not willing to recompense the bar for for his time, I will pay him for it. Um, Or she can pay it out of um, some of Flint's gold. I do not know how this is, is to be handled. I want to make certain that the task that the Baroness has challenged us with is completed. And while I am as, believe me, I am as upset as you and and Dempsey uh, to the death of our friend here, I have dealt with those like the Baroness. Even coming to see her before the task is completed, regardless of this this issue, then Does we it... have we have the tools at our disposal to complete it. So let us do that. Is all I am saying. It will. If the Baroness can do anything for Flint, it will put her much more. I believe it will make her much more charitable for that. I'm sad that Flint is gone, but I also don't want this bard to be, uh, I don't want the, I came here to get paid. Okay. Agreed. And And I, you will not lose any of your share. Dude, he brought his own loot. (laughs) But I, I, Warren, I understand what you're saying, but I, I don't know that you can make those promises. I, I'm just concerned that that this bard, it, 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 as she places her eyes upon him, when we come into the into the uh, Baroness's home, that I, I'm concerned that she is going to think that we're pulling something shady. Uh, then perhaps we should take Flint with us as well. Look, I I understand your your point. It is either we complete this, ideally with with this bard's assistance, so that we can have the job done, and we can request that she will grant this bard a portion of recompense. In my ideal situation, she gives a portion of, of what she was going to pay to Flint. We can have the rest sent to Flint's family, if anyone knows who and where they might be. Um, if... Uh, she does not if she dines only to pay the three of us then so be it if we go in there and we have not completely gone through the entire manor she is within her rights to not pay us at all are you suggesting that we go back to the manor before we see the baroness yes are you suggesting we do weekend at bernie's dempsey you're you and Valadir are inside the house. 
Sunset House. As these two have gone outside, and you can hear them. What do you what are you thinking at this point about this? I think that uh Dempsey would be like, Do you happen to know the this famous drinking song? It's like bum 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 Oh, does that have to do with whiskey bottles off the walls? Yes. Ah, yeah, so one of my favorites. And he starts strumming along with with what Dempsey's, you know, trying just to like, sing. So from outside, Stubby, oh. you and Warren here, the flutes start taking up and the boards start banging down and enough to wake the dead. And you hear Caledestina tell, shut up. Shut the up. The is just, just banging, boom, 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 it like a bass stops. drum with him. I like this guy. Sorry, we mean no disrespect. We... And where I'm from, we celebrate the death of one. Then perhaps you should go back where you're from. Oh, no, no, no. Don't be testy. I like you. <laughs> oh, shut the hell up. Stubby, think... from outside, you and Warren are trying to determine whether or not you guys are going to go back to the manor or continue on to tell the Baroness. Now, originally... Warren was on his way to go tell the Baroness. Until and then Warren you... found an Warren found another tool. Yes, uh, <laughs> another hammer to hit uh, hit things with. Look, Stabby, if you and Dempsey think that we should go and see the Baroness, then let us go do that. I will tell you in my experience with nobles, if a job is not done, they will see that as. For in our eyes, it would probably be an excuse, but in their eyes, it would probably be a reason not to pay or to pay vastly less than what was originally agreed upon. So, Warren, I, I'll defer to your experience with nobles. I I have no such use of, of interacting with nobles. Um, I will follow your lead. Um, however, I would I would caution us as a group that when we go back to the Baroness that we tread carefully um, and speak carefully about the addition of Aladir, um, you know, in, until such time you feel that it's appropriate. Well, and and more you. importantly is to honor Flint. I have no wish to disrespect Flint. Um, it, as I said, if, if I have my way, we can have most of Flint's share um, sent to any relatives that he might have. His entire share should go to his relatives. Do you know of his relatives? I'll say, Stabby, aren't you one of his relatives? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm much shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Third cousin, five times removed. Um, like when you're like trying to get your mom to agree to let somebody spend the night, but you're like, you got to stay outside, dude. If she sees you, she's going to say no. So we got to like smooth it over first. <laughs> Warren, okay. should, we, we should we should go back to the group. Yeah. Um, l let's gather Dempsey and Valadir. I, I, I kind of imagine at that point we're probably uh, hearing, uh, I'm sorry, what was it? Calistrea? Caledestina. Caladestina. Uh, at that point, I kind of imagine we're hearing Caladestina trying to like shut down the music. I'm like, we, we we should probably just get them out of there. Yeah, she's like trying to, she's trying to, very similar to wrangling two teenage boys. 
you know that that <laughs> that have found a, a kindred spirit in one another, and they're just feeding each other up. Mm-hmm. So, Aww. showing each other our <laughs> tattoos. <and stuff>. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Stabby, you were the one that said you are comforted by his presence and music. I was. I just want, I, Warren. I just want to make sure that that we're honoring Flint, and that we're not doing anything that could jeopardize. Um, you know, the task that the Baroness has asked us to complete because I intend to get paid regardless. And I make it my mission to make sure that Flint's family is compensated with his share. So you guys enter and you see Caladestina looks at the two of you and says, finally, will you please take your two friends out so I can complete my work on your friend here? We shall. We shall. We'll we'll remove them. We'll check in with you um, either later tonight or perhaps in the morning, if that is all right. The morning would be fine. Thank you. Of course. And I'll have the bill ready for you. I motion to Dempsey and with my fingers just point, like, come come with us. Our the dad's here. Let's go. <laughs> Walks out. Mm-mm-mm. Um. And I, uh, once out to the, the street, uh, or out to the road, um, uh, out, like, not being right ne- next to the Sunset um, House, I'll uh, turn to uh, Stabby and Dempsey and Valadere. And uh, to Valadere, I'll say, please excuse me for this. And I'll turn to uh, Stabby and Dempsey. I apologize for this conversation that is likely about to happen in front of you, as I did not consult my companions, and that was thoughtless of me. Sabby, I know you and I have already spoken. Dempsey, what is your opinion? Should we go and see the Baroness? Should we go and complete our task at the manor? And if we do so, are you okay with uh, Valadir here uh, helping us search through the last um, hall and room? I think Dempsey is like happy to have the weight off him in more ways than one. And he's just kind of like stretching his arms. He's like, before we do anything, I'd like to eat something. And um fine to go back to the the house. Do you not have any rations on you? No. So I mean he'll you know, if it's okay, he'd sit down and just eat something. Take a, a little rest. Where do you want to take your rest at? I mean, right there, he'd sit down. No, where? Like, on talking the, about like on a the short dirt? rest. Right yeah. now on the dirt? Oh, oh okay. on the steps. Yeah. Okay. Just take off his boots. Eat like a piece of cheese and a cracker, or like a Lunchable from the rations. Lunchable rations. <laughs> you want Lunchables juice, done a juice box with that too, or what? <laughs> I always imagine the rations are like a cracker and maybe you get some nuts and like an apple. It's like something you just kind of snack on all day. Maybe Honestly, a little bit of like it's hard tech. Probably half of it is like dried meat and the other half is like dried bread. Yeah, man, that's that Jack Link's BOGO. Gotta get the good stuff. That's right. That Stand into a slip jib. Low carb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cream always rises to the top. Uh, but yeah, good to go back. I think okay. you make a good point about the uh um if we go back and we're like, oh, we didn't do most of it, because that's what she's gonna hear. Well, we did do most of it, but we did not do all of it, which is what we are contracted to do. Stabby, I know you and I spoke outside, but do you have anything else to add? Oh, I'm 
I, I think you covered it, Warren. Okay. Valadir, are you willing to go uh, to assist us in completing this task that the Baroness had asked of us? We are simply going to this manor here. We had spent our time exploring most of it, but there is a small portion that um, we did not before our friend met his um, end. M might I ask how your friend passed away? I point to the trident that uh, Warren is still wandering around with. There, We met of that very unsavory character locked in the basement that had this. Is he dead also? Oh, very much so. I have made sure to that. Do we just clean house? Basically. Uh, less we're cleaning house and more we are making certain there's nothing else dangerous to clean. Then yes, I will come and entertain and join. Very well. Dempsey, are you ready? Yeah. Then Warren will turn around and lead the way back to Hunkley's Manor. Um, kind of power in through the front door. At, at this point, Warren like just strides with someone who's just like looking to get this done and gives zero fucks. Can, can I call that a short rest or is that? No, I right. took your short rest. Short, short yeah, rest is also typically an hour. Yeah, that's why I was kind of... Mm. See you guys in 50 minutes. Okay, so we go. That's fine. Take yeah. it. Did you want to say that was your 50-minute short rest? Or? No, we'll, we'll no. go. We'll okay. Go. Good. <laughs> so you make your way back to Hunkley's Manor. Mm -hmm. You know that you need to go back down the spiral staircase. Mm -hmm. Down to the Amazon storage Mm -hmm. area facility <laughs> yes um and then continuing um past uh that door and then making i believe it's that right turn once you're leaving that storage room yep you go okay make a right going up this 10 foot wide corridor for 70 feet mm -hmm. where it ends and can only go to the west right and um once we get like just as we're approaching that bend warren will stop allow Dempsey to take his usual position. And then uh, I I just say, I did glance down here before we left, and I believe there is only one door left. So let us right. see what other surprise Huntley has for us. Knowing about his pitfall traps, I think Dempsey's going to go back into kind of his evasive footwork, like touching the tiles very slowly moving ahead just to see if anything is going to flip over and it'll approach the door. Okay. This hallway that leads to the door is 60 feet long. I'm sorry, 65 feet long. Where it ends in a single door. Wood and iron banded. There's a doorknob on it. Um... I'll look at it. Um, I'm going to see if there's anything obviously magical about it. Uh, you do not detect anything on it. Okay. I will um, just look back to Stabby. Do you mind working your magic? If, if you call magic uh, using my skills as a thief, uh, perhaps. Well, I um, my skills to learn how to 
actually use magic. There's no reason your skills cannot be their own form of magic. Warren, did did uh, you detect anything on this? No. Okay. So you you believe I'm safe? I'm not going to get screamed at by the doorknob or maybe not by believe. the doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, make my way. I kind of push my my way past Valadier and Dempsey and and Warren, and I approach the door. I take a deep breath and um, look at the entire door uh, to see if there's any physical traps, uh, taking my time very slowly around the edges of the door, um, around the base of the door, um, by the, the lock, uh, the lock and the door handle. Um, and uh, rolled an 18 perception. And you do not detect any traps on the door whatsoever. Okay. Um, does the door um, open inward or outward? Inward, away from you. Door handles on the left. Okay. Um, I reach uh, for the handle and turn it. And it is locked. Okay. So I reach into my pack. I'm going to pull out. Uh, I pull out uh, some tools, and I start kind of thumbing through. Um, you know, some tools that look like they may be used to open a lock. Do you still uh, have the key ring? Yeah, I was wondering. We'll leave that with uh, Flint. Um, you know, Warren, that's a good. I, I, you know what? I think I do have them. I reached into my pack and I go, ah, the keys. Um, I'll try the skull key first. Okay. It doesn't do anything. Uh, and I think the other was a bronze key. And it doesn't do anything. Okay, and I'm looking for my notes. Like uh, the other one was a iron key. That's correct. And you put that in, and you hear the lock click, disengage. I look back at Warren and and nod. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Flint. But yeah, hey. very nice <laughs> magic. Now there Flint will be zero confusion whose keys those are at this point <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i place i place the keys back into my pack and um i i step back say dempsey doors open it's all you okay so he's gonna reach up and grab the handle and open it in or out whatever pushes in okay and you see that this room it's an unusual room that you can tell from where you are at the doorway it appears to be L-shaped, and it ranges from the door, which is in the upper east corner, and it ranges to the west for 30 feet, and to the south for 35 feet. But the room also protrudes back to the east in an area that's kind of around the corner. So until you step into the room, you can't see how much further it goes back where it, it conforms to that L shape. But from where you are at the door, you notice there are several large stone tables strewn kind of throughout the room with all different items on them. Uh, they look, some of them look metallic, some of them look uh, like fine gems. You see some books that are in the southwest corner on, on one of those stone tables. 
Is there any light in this room? It's still low lit in here. Most likely, I want I want to say that the that the light that you guys have been experienced throughout Hunclay's Manor that is low lit has probably been emanating from the stones that the that the place was built from. Hmm. So it doesn't give a. It's more like an omni light. Mm -hmm. So there's no real shadow, but it's not highly illuminated. Um, does this room look like it's highly reinforced? No more so than any other other rooms you've seen, but okay. you're still only at the opening of the door. You haven't, nobody's, nobody's told me they've gone in. Like I said, okay. it, I'm, it, when you guys tell me you guys want to do stuff, mm -hmm. then I'll start. Okay. Um, uh, but, and we don't see anything moving. We don't hear anything moving. No. Nope. In fact, you see, uh, kind of like a lot of, like, like the floor almost looks powdery. Almost as though it's got a thin film of dust on it. Um, um, Dempsey's going to ask Warren, uh, what are you going to do with that thing? And he points at the trident. Oh. You going to use it? I mean, if I need to, but... Mm, for, to. Uh, for the moment... Like <laughs> at the moment, uh, I believe... Uh, Simply presenting it as part of our task of completion for the Baroness will be sufficient. I do not know if I want such a grisly reminder of some of our experiences here. I guess my idea was like maybe you could cast light on it and you could walk in with it. That'd be great if I knew the light cantrip. Perfect. Oh, our clerical. Never mind. <laughs> womp um, womp. Yeah. Okay, so Dempsey's just going to walk into the room. Okay. As you walk into the room and you're you're kind of craning about, you notice that the room's L shape curves back to the east for 30 more feet, making the overall length from east to west 60 feet. And you see that that portion goes from north to south 30 feet. So the five foot difference between the west wall and the east wall is the discrepancy of the width of the door you guys have just gone through. As you look in the room, you see that there are seven stone tables all strewn about. Some, like I was explaining, and Dempsey, from where you are, you could really start to see that a lot of the things that are on these tables are, they look to be metallic armature pieces. You see that there seems to be some cracked or broken uh, gems on some of the tables, books in the south west corner table in the northeast table there appear to be these large bolts but against the southeast wall on one of the larger tables you see what can best be described as some kind of a metal construct i'm going to show you a picture of what this room looks like oh wow big room and that door at the top is where we are entering in that is correct okay and i'm going to give you an opportunity to investigate this room next hey. session oh. <laughs> welcome to the party yes <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I'm, I, I, I'm kind of uh, uh, very intrigued to see how this plays out. I mean, already, like, you know, I like Funny Vine, but already I, I have to say Valadir is a bit more um, colorful. <laughs> He's a little bit of a dick. <laughs> oh. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We've also got a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over there and hit that like bell, and don't forget to subscribe. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to check us out and look for us out there. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can also download the current show directly and view our archives and galleries. we got a lot of interesting stuff posted there, so head on over. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So, until next session... Keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.